I've got a spy. I've got a terrible French exchange. Hello there, welcome to Date Fighters, the podcast where we take great things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes we do, he's Jake Yap, I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have pulled two crackers from the Christmas table of time and are opening them to see if they contain delightful gifts or merely disappointing jokes. And joining us to pull them with us is Dr Tessa Dunlop. How are you Dr Tessa Dunlop? Uh, I am just googling my favourite spy because she's bound to be better than yours and I'm a doctor <laughs> so when... <laughs> Talking of disappointing jokes, Nat, why don't you, uh, yes. <laughs> right, I'm going to take us to the 23rd of June, 1713, when the French residents of Acadia were given one year to declare allegiance to Great Britain or to leave. Acadia... Can you start again? Because I forgot to listen. Yes, of course. That little bit. That's that <laughs> so really I do it in the authoritative voice we established yesterday. Yeah, no, the we low time. voice uh, that we established I'm going to take us to the 23rd quick. of June, 1713, to Acadia, the major French colony in Canada, founded in 1604. Why are you, why are you James Mason? <laughs> yes. It's fine, go with it. He's more attractive like this. <laughs> uh, and Port Royal was established in 1605. For about 100 oh, years, yes. the British have been trying to get that yes. bit of Canada off France, and they kept burning it and setting fire to it and besieging it. And within 74 years, there were six Great Britain-French colonial wars in North America. However, in the 1713, the Treaty of Utrecht was signed, which was essentially the end of the War of, this, uh, War of Spanish Succession. Um, Great Britain did quite well out of it. We got Gibraltar out of it. They got Menorca out of it. They got a monopoly. God, I bet they wish they didn't have Gibraltar now, like, yeah. don't they? They just want to break free and do that Brexit bus flush. <laughs> and, the, and, like, Gibraltar, like, like this tiny thorn in their side. Like, yeah. you know, th- did you notice on um, the Brexit night that not, something quite extraordinary, like the entire, pop- mm. not extraordinary, but the entire population of Gibraltar yeah, was- voted for Remain, except for like 80 people you're like which 80 people on Granada <laughs> we voted for Brexit <laughs> what uh, so Britain got loads of stuff we got a monopoly on the transatlantic slave trade with the Spanish colon- with the Spanish America so that was good um, Britain also and we've been pulling down I sta- know oh, we've been erecting statues ever yes, since so those sorry did quickly yes, yes. Um, we got Dunkirk destroyed because Dunkirk was where a lot of French privateers hung out threatening uh, sea traffic in the channels they got Dunkirk destroyed uh, but they also got um, French Canada well they got Nova Scotia essentially which was full of people who were called Acadians uh, Voltaire in the 1750s didn't see why we kept fighting over Canada he called it uh, he said I pity that poor human race that slits its throat on our own continent for a few acres of snow in Canada uh, the French residents the Acadians were given one year to declare allegiance to Great Britain or leave uh, but they didn't bother in the following 30 years there were loads of wars more wars over the same area there was Dunner's War King George's War Father Le Loutre's War and eventually in 1750 the British expelled all the French from Acadia and took all their land um, and lots of them ended up moving to Louisiana. It's interesting. I've noticed with you, when you talk about atrocity and Mm. bad behaviour on the part of Britain, your voice does become more fluty and high, almost like you're trying (laughs) to make light of it. I think think it's almost like you're trying to excuse it in that tone of voice. Is is that deliberate or is it It subconscious? It wasn't deliberate. No, in fact, if anything, I would like to uh, suggest more disapproval on my part of those activities, so Mm. I will be... I'll put on my cross voice. Censorous uh, voice, yes. <laughs> Come on now. Chop, chop. So, I mean, uh, we did pretty bad things to the French in India. I mean, I know we generally focus on how terrible we were to the Indians in yeah, India, but there's also... There's so many to choose from. Yeah, on. there is so many. We but, didn't but discriminate, you know, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> oh, we did. No. <laughs> if we did one thing... <laughs> well, I mean, just against everyone, you know what I mean? Like... 
But just before you're too harsh on, because I think mm. one of the great um, anomalies, and I say this as somebody who grew up in Scotland and had a Scottish father, that's why I'm called Dunlop. The thing about the Scots is right now, and I understand they're totally off with England but you have to remember that the Act of Union was all about the Scots wanting a slice of, slice of empire so you have the lovely mm. old alliance with Scotland and France they're all happy to be scudgy scudgy in bed shagging mm. Mary Queen of Scots all that jazz you know and then actually trip on a couple of centuries and because they see where their bread's barred and they're going to get loads of loot from the empire mm. they're really good empire builders the Scots and they're really happy to turn on their old allies the French bish bash bosh at least the English have been consistently <laughs> awful towards the French but the Scots schizophrenic and now the Scots are back trying to woo them it's all a bit you know you have to schizophrenic well there is a bit you know we do whatever <laughs> we do whatever we like because we were a kill you know <laughs> actually and yeah, then nine tenths of, yeah but nine tenths of Scotland killed people in kilts the lowlanders oh. didn't like them at three centuries four centuries ago so it's all very twisted that's all I'm saying well, hypocrisy. Yeah. I'm going to conclude this by pointing out the Acadians who were forced out of Canada went lots of them went to Louisiana where they became the Cajuns, and that's where the word Cajun comes from. We're not still from. on yeah. the Cajuns, are we? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about them ten minutes ago. <laughs> that's it. That was <laughs> yeah. with Louisiana. <laughs> I've got the 23rd of June, 1959. Yes. Ooh. And Klaus Fuchs mm. <laughs> uh, released after <laughs> nine Klaus, short years. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, nine years of wow. Fuchs. Uh, he worked on the Manhattan Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a scientist uh, building the atomic bomb. And uh, after nine Did years he... in Wakefield Prison, I mean... Why was he in prison? Imagine. Because he uh, in... while he was working on the Manhattan Project uh, and uh, carrying on with uh, developing uh, British-American-made oh, atomic bombs... He was a German bombs, spy, was he? he, was was he? Pa- to the Russians, he was, passing, Russian. he was passing it all on. And he was prosecuted by Sir Hartley Shawcross, which is a made-up name <laughs> if ever I've heard one, uh, and was accused of having broken the Official Secrets Act. Uh, the trial lasted think... 19 minutes. He confessed to everything. And uh, he got 14 years. But, but why wasn't Klaus is not a Russian name, is it? It's Klaus a German Fox. name. No, he was German. He was he was he was, uh, right. he was German born. And then uh, he was after, confused. after after nine years in Werke, mm. uh, which is enough. Uh, for any, I can say that because my friend lives there. Can I? No, I can't. Okay. Uh, anyway, he ended up going to Dresden in East Germany, where he uh, carried on with his science work. But, you know, if, if you worked on the Manhattan Project in whatever capacity, whether a spy or a yeah. scientist, after, you know, Hiroshima and that, do you, do you reckon yeah. they had, like, nightmares and things? I mean, you know... It, oh, of course. You, you, yeah. Oh, it's, it's kind of a biggie, isn't it? That oh, whole it nuclear not, thing. Who's the one that um, Vonnegut writes it's about? Who, Oppenheimer, who, is it? He said, it was, I've yeah, become, that's right. Uh, Bish- uh, Shiva, one is Shiva, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> I've got Vishnu, the elephant guy. No, it's Ganesha. Um, it's one of my... <laughs> One of my um, Bletchley girls, mm. I wrote a book about the women who worked at Bletchley Park because mm-hmm. I'm a feminist. Just, yeah. just oh, Can I just say there. me too? Yeah, uh-huh. good, 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 good. And I believe in statues for women. Okay, so um, basically she um, was in America. She's an ATS girl, the only army girl um, sent over to America at the end of the end of our European war. So between the end of Europe and the end of Japan. Um, and um, she says she remembers when Hiroshima, the bomb was dropped and um, eventually the Japanese, um, obviously the second bomb, and then they uh, capitulate and surrender. And she says she remembers it was literally like the entire country sat on their horns. And she said, I have this memory of steaks, steaks of meat falling out of the sky. She says, that is my memory. People sitting on their horns, 
and stakes. She was working in the Pentagon at the time, and stakes. Like, because of course the rationing in America was light. I mean, yeah. you can't really make an American ration. God, my God, they'd eat themselves, you know. Mm. So um, well, they'd just go to the know, woods and eat everything in there, won't they? They would. They'd go back to their hunter-gatherer days, possibly. Yeah, yeah it's probably quite scary, depending what sort of. Yeah. Anyway, um, but but it was fascinating that memory of her. This kind of um, really th- a third dimension: the noise, the klaxons, mm. and this red meat. It was almost sort of vulgar. Do you know what I mean? And this mm. horror had happened. But mm. she said, of course, the unfolding awareness of, of just what had happened, the extent to which this indiscriminate bombment, you know, two bombs had been released. Yeah. She said, of course, dawned on us all so much later, yeah. by which time it was too late. Can I just I say, mean, as, a, yes. as sorry, go on, finish mm. off, please. No, I've nothing left. I'm finished. As a feminist, uh, obviously, um, I sort of support your Statues for Women idea, but I, I think that you've fallen into uh, what Jill Soloway, uh, the ardent feminist, describes as, you know, the mistake of vying for the plinth. Uh, it's a very phallocentric thing. So as a feminist, I would like to see more uh, a more yonic commemorative uh, installation. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. like yeah. a paddling pool. Do you, uh, do you know... know Jake, they, yeah. you know, it's always really important to end on a high, isn't it? So yeah. thank you for teeing me up nicely for the end of today's session, because I'm going to tell you something everyone will have forgotten by now. Mm. In oh, wow. two th- so it's my special, it's a slightly low voice, this Nathaniel, if you yes. want to listen. This uh, is when okay. I'm trying yeah. to... Take some tips. For, for, yeah. So it's just sound credible mm-hmm. with a bit lower the tone, even as a woman. In fact, what's weird about um, women is that when we speak with a lower voice, i.e. more masculine, men find us more attractive. I don't know. It seems to because be all men are latently gay. That, They're all gay. Uh, is that what it is? The penis yes. again, is it? Back to the penis. Can we just go now? We're moving Certainly to the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> OK, but we're moving back to the vagina because I want to talk about yes. 2005. Mm-hmm. And outside the Ministry of Defence in Whitehall, there was a statue on a plinth and it was of a man. Right. Guess mm-hmm. the, the man was moved. Right. I want mm-hmm. you to see if you can guess who the man was and why he was moved. And it was in 2005. And that nasty little right wing rag, the Evening Standard. Mm. said, this is terrible. This is terrible rewriting of history. Right. Yeah. Fill in the blanks. Who was moved and what was Sorry, erected? Where, what was the was location moved? again? Uh, 2005 outside Whitehall. I Not listen when Whitehall. you speak. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I, I, got, I got all the other information. <laughs> I'm going to say it was Jimmy Savile. Bomber Harris. Now you've got the measure of me, sure. Bomber Harris, who's currently pinned up in Dresden as a dartboard, Um, and Jimmy Savile, who wasn't outed until 2012. No and no. It was Sir Walter Raleigh, that great peddler of tobacco. He was not put in a museum or tipped into the Thames. He's actually now um, having a second coming in Greenwich. Mm. And the uh, the statue was for the women of World War Two, and at the time the Evening Standard was going, oh no, this is terrible, tearing our hair out. And what's really interesting is now it's hard to imagine you wouldn't have a statue mm. to the country mm. Britain who we um, conscripted proportionally more women into our war effort than any other belligerent between 39 and 45. So there you go. It just shows how quickly we forget to be angry. Do you know, the Evening Standard, I bet you they're desperately trying to take that out of their archives, that they've got their knickers in a twist over Walter George Raleigh. George Osborne and... is flicking through right now, just taking yeah. stuff as he goes, burning yeah. records. Yeah, isn't no, Chris <laughs> George Osborne. I don't know, can't make a link. <laughs> Nat. Oh, that's good. That's oh, a good impression. The best birthdays and the death days. Oh, happy birthday to Edward VIII. He was born heir to the throne and died the Duke of Windsor. Uh, We've talked about a lot before because he's a Nazi who probably leaked plans for the defence of Belgium through Ribbentrop. Uh, Churchill had to send him to the Bahamas because he was saying so much nice stuff about Hitler. Uh, that's Edward VIII. As he well. was a heavy smoker too. He was a very heavy, heavy smoker. smoker. There you go. That's yeah. something in his favour. Um, that's probably why he died. <laughs> 
happy de- birthday to Deodat de Lomiel, the French geologist um, who shot and killed someone in a duel at the age of 18 and was given life in prison, but the Pope uh, appealed for his release, so he only stayed there for one year. Uh, Dolomite is named after him. That's about all there is about him. Happy birthday to uh, Magda Herzberger, the Romanian poet. She was a survivor of Auschwitz. Um, she was found by the Allies among the corpses at Belsen. She'd been through three concentration camps. She was found in the corpses at Belsen where she was um, having to dispose of them and had collapsed with exhaustion. Happy birthday to Ethelfrith, the East Anglian princess who married Egfrith on the stipulation that she could remain a virgin throughout the marriage. He changed his mind about that, so she fled to a nunnery on the Isle of Ely and her honour was saved by the rising tide. My grandmother had a theory that her generation of people, she was born in 1913, mm. a lot of them, they got married and they didn't realise that what sex was. I think she's probably right, because one of the women from, the, one of the century girls I work with, mm. she said that she was told to smooth down the sheets. She was a nurse between the wars in India, yeah. and she was told to smooth down the sheets by the nurse, and so she went down and knocked what she thought were men's knees down, and the matron called her over and said, don't, 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 don't <laughs> knock down a, a man's dicky when it's standing up, because it was, okay. you know, popping up from the sheet, do you see what I mean? And she <laughs> She didn't know that a dicky could stand up, and she was like okay. in her twenties. Oh. There you are, Ooh. and a nurse, yeah. and she had siblings. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah, mm. I mean, ha- yeah. anyway. happy birthday. I think that was common, though. I think that was quite common. Happy birthday to Giuseppina Tussi, who she was an Italian partisan who, during the Second World War, arranged, uh, helped capture, and put to death uh, Benito Mussolini. Her friend, Luigi Canali, with whom she'd been doing various resistance activities, was then put to death by a partisan tribunal. Uh, when she asked questions about it, she was disappeared on this date, 23rd of June in 1945. Happy death day too to Jonas Salk, the developer of the polio vaccine, who refused to patent it himself, although the patent would have been worth about $7 billion, apparently. Uh, he spent his final years searching for a vaccine for HIV, and we could probably do with having him around now. That's happy death day to Jonas Salk. And that's the birthdays and the death days. So, Tessa, <laughs> do, what do you think who do you think won between... Oh, it's the French residents of Acadia and yeah. uh, the Manhattan Project. The Fox. I'm sorry, but I preferred the Manhattan. You, yeah. you yeah. Nathaniel, I don't know if it's the way you read it or... It just didn't work for me, that. It's, it's, it was interesting, but I, I preferred Klaus. I, 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 yeah. I felt Klaus and his, his torturous life, you know, his double standards. Sure. Worse than the Scots, really, Klaus. It's 3 nothing to Jake. Yeah. I don't know why I said oh, it? It's 3 nothing to Jake. It's, uh, that's that's amazing. Like, not, not deliberate, by the way, but I do think if you lower your voice tomorrow, you might get, you might get away with more. <laughs> I'm going to what these include Barry White, a blue whale. <laughs> and Frank Gardner. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Why don't you put some, some hormones on your Amazon wishes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've given him a complex. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Good. Time to go. It's Bye very boys. much time to Bye-bye. go. Thank yeah. you so much for Thank being you, here. And uh, why don't you plug your podcast one more time yes, very quickly do. before we go? Oh, behind the front line, and it's got women in uniform. That's mainly the theme. Although I did have um, the uh, head of the Royal Marines, and he wasn't nearly as popular in download terms. People mm. prefer a woman in uniform to a man. Isn't that a funny thing? It's, we, it's quite yeah. something. It's yeah, it's something. encouraging. It's the future. <laughs> See you tomorrow future. for another date fight. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>